Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trico Tidbits. That's a show with the awful name, but the fantastic guests. I'm John Yuku, and I'm joined today by two returning guests, Tim Shaw and Kristen Schachter, who together make Schachter and Shaw Defenders of Home Ownership coming to a theater near you. Uh, Tim and Christine, how are you guys? Great. I always wait for Tim to respond. We're doing well. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to spice things up in case you two couldn't tell, but... You do a good job, John. I was told Tim Shaw has the number one download of your podcast in terms of guests. So, <laughs> you know, I just have them on this one to make sure that my ratings go up. There you go. There you go. Spread the love around, Tim. You, you got to share your star power. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> so again, thank you guys for being on. Um, nothing too major has happened since uh, my show's last podcast aired uh, in October of 2020. Nothing big happened since then. So we'll just skip to the biggest item uh, on my radar, uh, and that would be the successful passing of Proposition 19. And that was something that realtors back, right? It is. Uh, and um, I think it's important to note um, that almost $1 billion was spent this past year on propositions. There were 12 on the ballot. Um, and of course, you saw a lot going on with the Uber, Lyft, um, Prop 22, and independent contractor status. And um, it takes a lot of money to get involved in these ballot initiatives. And the California Association of Realtors, we ran a similar initiative called Prop 5 um, two years prior, or yeah, two years prior, and it, it did not pass. So we made some modifications, and Tim can talk to you about the history of this ballot initiative. But we were pleased that it did pass and um, put a lot of work behind it. And we'll talk to you a little bit more about why that is. Okay, great. And now you, you kind of you kind of alluded to, uh, we had Proposition 60 and Proposition 90, which was, it's what we were working with before. Uh, how does Proposition 19 differ from those? Well, it, it basically expands uh, 60 and 90. So, um, you know, this is all kind of going back to your Prop 13 tax basis that here in California says when you buy a home, it kind of locks in that that property tax base and it can only grow at that uh, fixed amount uh, a year. So with 60 and 90, you could transfer along your tax, your Prop 13 tax basis to a new home under certain conditions that were fairly restrictive. So what Prop 19 here uh, we just passed does is, is make it easier to uh, transfer the Prop uh, 13 tax basis. So it kind of expands upon 60 and 90 in a good way. And, you know, as Tim noted, 60 and 90 is something we've experienced here in Southern California, but only 10 or 11 of 58 counties um, previously had that in place. Prop 19, as he mentioned, does expand that to all of California. So you can transfer the taxable value um, of your primary residence to a replacement primary residence. Again, if you are 55 or older, severely disabled, um, those whose homes were destroyed by wildfire or natural disaster. You can do anywhere in the state, regardless of the location. You can go up in value, which we'll touch on. Um, and you can do this up to three times, whereas 6090, you could only do it one time. You can go up within three times. Um, you can do within two years of the sale of the original primary residence. And um, this all takes effect on April 1st, 2021. So again, April 1st, we will go into the property inheritance portion of that and because those rules are effective February 16th of this year. So, um, but again, this new law 
Um, if you're looking to move and sell and go up in value, but take your Prop 13 tax basis, that takes effect on April 1st. April 1st. So before now, let's say that, you know, I'm, I'm over 55. I just look very young for my age. Uh, I, um, let's say that I actually wanted to move out of San Bernardino County, maybe go to San Diego County. That tax basis would have, it would have been difficult or if I'd already done it previously, that wouldn't have been possible. The key being the new county you're moving into had to agree to take out of county transfers in. And like Christine's saying, you know, we got 58 counties in California and only 10 were allowing out of county transfers in. Now, Los Angeles and Orange are two counties that do allow, have been allowing out of county transfers in. So people around here are pretty used to it, but most of the state did not have that. So with Prop 19, it's automatically now statewide. So it's a good thing for us across the whole state. Okay, so now we, you know, we might see some of that mobility we were expecting. Exactly, and, and I think to get back to the, you know, this, the bigger picture with the housing situation we have in California is the people are, you know, holding on, they're buying a home and staying in it longer and longer and longer. If you look at the average length of people staying in a home, you know, it used to be, you know, maybe seven years, now it's more like 12 years, and so we just don't have very much turnover in the housing market, and, and what you know, we kind of see happening a lot too, is people who maybe bought that big house to raise their kids in, the kids have grown up and moved out and now they're empty nesters, but they never, they never sell their house in, in large part, probably because they're enjoying the, the Prop 13 uh, basis that they have that's probably pretty low if they've owned their home a long time. So by making it easier to move along your tax basis to a new home, people might kind of right size their housing needs. And so now uh, that older couple that's, you know, got their kids gone, they can they can sell another younger couple that's got a lot of kids. They can have that four or five bedroom home to move into. And so everyone kind of right size their housing needs. And so it's, it's just a good thing for the housing market we see going forward in general in California. Okay, great. And, you know, if we see more of that inventory go up, uh, the prices will be better for that new family who wants to uh, start their life in a home. Absolutely. And, you know, everyone, everyone agrees that it's uh one of the great ways to build wealth in our country is, is, is home ownership. And uh, for younger people living in, in California, the Bay Area or Southern California is so expensive for, for a younger person to, to kind of get their foot in the door and get into home ownership, uh, which is really going you know, to ultimately allow them to accumulate wealth in their life. Um, th this is a big uh, you know, breakthrough in, in helping those people kind of get into home ownership. Okay, perfect. Usually that hurdle um, is the down payment, the entry, the transaction cost, because once you get in a home, often your mortgage payment um, is, is much lower than it would be if you were out running. But again, it's, as Tim mentioned, that hurdle of getting your foot in the door, um, pun intended, um, in order to be able to um, you know, make it work, especially right now with prices so high, inventory so low. And that's really Prop 19 is the step forward for um, what we realtors are trying to accomplish in creating um, not only housing affordability and accessibility, but supply is, is our number one focus because we're backlogged over a million units in California and we just aren't putting shovels in the ground to keep up with what we need. And you see an exodus of individuals from California leaving um, the highest in this last century. And so um, we really want to make sure that we're finding ways for people to get into homes. And that's our primary goal is the private property rights, but also home ownership. 
Yeah, so what I'm hearing is that this is another one of our efforts because we're, we're kind of headed towards a cliff of housing availability, of housing supply, and this is just us trying to make sure that doesn't happen. Absolutely. Okay. Getting more, more supply out there, you know, and, and this is sort of addressing the current uh, housing supply, the houses, homes that are already built. Chris, you know, there's, as Christine sort of alluded to, obviously the, you could get more housing online by building more. That's got a, this whole new set of uh, challenges. So at least by uh, kind of addressing the existing housing stock, this is, Prop 19 is a really big uh, step in that. Great. And, uh, and I don't want to just only talk about like uh, the, the parts that are so far more publicized. Let's talk about the one thing that uh, not everyone was on board with initially. There were some modifications to uh, the, the tax basis for inherited property. What can you guys tell me about that? Well, um, the initiative we had two years ago did not have uh, that part in it. And it, that's frankly what ginned up a lot of the opposition. Some of the public employee unions and others came out against tax portability in the 2018 election, they saw that it, it was going to cost the government money uh, by allowing a lower tax basis to be transferred along to, to new properties. So those who rely on government spending, like our friends in the public employee unions, came out against it and, and uh, frankly defeated it. So um, when we came back around, um, you, you know, it's, it's important to remember as well that the legislature, they were looking at, at this change regardless of Prop 19. Are, are we felt that there was quite likely the state was going to go ahead and say that property gets reassessed when it's when it's uh, you know uh, someone's passed away and they've and they're and someone's inheriting that property. They were looking at making that change regardless of Prop 19. So by having it part of Prop 19, that kind of we we blended that you know kind of uh, down or into our Prop 19, and it made the opposition go away and made it possible to pass. 19. So we took some lemons and made some lemonade out of it in a way, but you're right. One of the provisions in 19 does say, if you inherit property, you're right, your, your, your parents have passed away, you inherit that house, it could get reassessed to the current market value if you don't move into the home yourself. So the, the caveat being, if, if your parent passes away and you want to live in that house, probably the house you grew up in, you would keep your mom and dad's assessed value from what they paid for their home if it's your primary residence. So let's not, I think there's sometimes misunderstanding that it's automatically being reassessed. That's not actually true. If you were to live in the home, it, would, you, you, it wouldn't get reassessed. But if you decide to you know, you take it and make it a rental property and you're gonna rent it out, then it, the government would reassess it. So you're gonna have to have, make it a, a thoughtful decision when you inherit property. Am I going to live in that house or am I going to rent it out? And if so, you got to calculate a higher property tax basis or do you just at that point sell the house? It, it, that could be, of course, an option as well. And that way you don't ever have to pay more uh, property tax. So people will have an informed decision to make at the time that they're inheriting uh, property. And that again takes effect February 16th, uh, that intergenerational transfer provision please note that if you currently occupy a home that you inherited or you rent out a home that you inherited, um, this doesn't apply. It's February 16th going forward, meaning if a new transaction you sell um, occurs after February 16th and that intergenerational transfer provision applies, 
or if you inherit after February 16th. So a lot of people are looking to trust attorneys and trying to figure out what's their best option. Um, I wanted to make a plug for the CAR legal hotline right now, and that is 213-739-8282. Again, not just on this issue, but a variety of issues, especially with we have a lot of property management questions arising with California, the state legislature, and there's a slew of bills that have been passed relative to eviction moratoriums, rent caps, you name it. Um, but again, that legal hotline is 213-739-8282. And I think John had asked, you know, why that provision and, and Tim asked or talked about um, the legislature and the, their lookings to intervene on in Prop 13. There's the belief that Prop 13 is sacrosanct. It won't be ever touched. But if you pay attention to what's going on in California, um, nothing's off limits anymore. So that was our goal is to try to create a package here that would um, you know, be acceptable to the legislature and also to the public taking into account that our goal is really stimulating home ownership. And this uh, proposition is um, likely to create at least 75,000 new transactions a year going forward. And that's critical knowing that we have um, very few homes available. If you're out there, you know that you have a lot of interest, but not a lot of availability. So we're trying to provide a solution here. And that was one of the trade-offs that occurred. Um, but here we are. Okay. And then, so what I'm, what I'm getting basically from you guys, what I'm hearing is, uh, you know, there is a war against that sacrosanct, the home ownership element. And Prop 19 is basically one of the first salvos where we're kind of stepping back into the places we thought were secure and we're, we're fighting for those rights again. Is that right? Absolutely. Not a day goes by that we aren't fighting for private property rights. And that's as simple as open houses. Well, right now we're limited in open houses, obviously, and showings. Um, but from all the way from, you name it, showings, open houses to um, just the ability to do what you want with your property. Um, it, it's become increasingly difficult to be a property owner in California these days, especially if you are renting out, if you are using your home for um, purposes that maybe even are uh, multi-use in nature. So we saw on the ballot um, two propositions that did not pass, one having to do with split role. Um, and then the other having to do with Tim, remind me here. Rent control. Rent control, yes. And so those were defeated, thankfully. Um, but it took a lot of money, you know, 80 million on one of them, almost 100 million on the other to defeat it. And so we're talking a lot about a lot of money. And so, um, you know, voters may want to go the initiative route, but we have to understand that that's going to take a lot of effort from our um, perspective at the political affairs, government affairs angle. But the, the November elections were, were very good in terms of our propositions. We were, we were very happy getting that um, split role property tax defeated, the rent control, of course, defeated, and passing uh, this Prop 19. We, we kind of came out of there with a, a, clean, a clean win. So that was a good, a good night for us here in California as far as uh, the propositions go. All right. And, uh, and once again, I do want to thank, uh, I think first, Christine, thank you for... Uh, for giving up your time and your knowledge to help us here. Thank you as well, Tim. Now, Tim, there is a tradition here. And instead of uh, picking on Christine, uh, as I want to do, I, I, I want to throw something at you. Um, the, uh, the, uh, uh, in, in conversation not too long ago, you mentioned that uh, you have a, a mentor. You, you share my, my love of a certain mentor. And so I was hoping that you would 
deliver a, a quote from, from said mentor if I put it up on the screen? Oh, <laughs> I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. No, that's not how you say it, is it? <laughs> it's uh, it's I I think it's in keeping with uh, with our with the character uh, Michael Scott. But uh, so, <laughs> guys, again, thank you so much for all that you do as our government affairs directors and you know in all the other spheres of, uh, of public life. But thank you again, and I hope to have you guys on again so I can uh, can milk the viewership for all for all it's worth. Thank you so much, John. Our pleasure. Thank you, John, for all you're doing, and uh, thank you to all the realtors out there for contributing to the Realtor Action Fund and, and doing such a good job in getting the word out on, on these elections. <laughs>